right. Welcome to Kingdom Builders Podcast. Welcome in. <laughs> we're, <What? laughs> we're really excited to be on and uh, we have Camille on with us today. Hello. She's joining us on Zoom. And uh, Jason Villanueva is joining us this week too, which we're real excited about. He is going to be contributing from this point forward. He will. I don't know if you guys may have noticed his articles on the newsletters that have been coming out. If, if you're reading them, you should because they have cool, awesome people writing cool awesome articles <laughs> us three the we're the cool awesome people writing those articles <laughs> and we're humble too I, I think that's that's the biggest part of it right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's funny oh yep so, good to be here yeah, i'm excited we're excited to have I'm, you i'm no uh no stranger to the microphone so this is no. right up my alley he also um is a star on salty dogs <laughs> podcast and so you'll have to check that out too. Salty Dogs Christian podcast. Excuse There's me. actually a Salty Dogs podcast that is um, sports talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> that is strange. Yeah. Okay, that well. just recently happened. So that's not us. Yeah. That's funny. You can listen to that if you want to, but it's better if you listen to Jason's. Right. And Casey's and Chris's. That's right. That's yes. right. Yes. All right. Rad. So um, we have some questions that people have sent in. One of the things that we do on this podcast is we um, just talk about some different questions that people have that they bring up to us and we try to somehow contribute to the body of Christ. And so um, I'm going to just start out by um, talking about the first question that was given to me. And this person said... um, they were really talking about um, justice and mercy. And they were asking, which is better to pray for, justice or mercy? And so um, specifically, she was talking about in the courts of heaven. Mm -hmm. um, But I think it's a a valid thing for any kind of prayer, whether in the throne room or just, you know, whatever, however you're praying. And so anyway, I have some pretty strong opinions about this myself, how the Lord has um, shown me some things. I have questions about the question. Okay. Ask the question about the question. I I think it's important and beneficial to define both terms. Mercy and justice. Right. Mercy. I would say justice would be getting what you deserve and mercy would be not getting what you deserve in a way of, um, for instance, not getting punished if you deserve to be punished. That would be mercy. So ju- so justice is due punishment based on guilty of a Punishment or consequences? Sin. I would say justice is not only about punishment, but it could be about releasing someone as well. So whatever is the right outcome for the, um, for the act. In, in law, I would say that if you're getting justice for something, um, you're getting what you deserve. Whether if you've not done it, you're getting justice by not getting punished. And if right. you have done it, you're getting justice okay. by getting punished. Okay, that makes sense. Right. And mercy is not getting what you deserve. Uh, yeah, it's, it's different than grace. Grace would be um, getting something that you don't deserve that is good. And mercy would be not getting what you do deserve that is bad. That's a good okay. definition. Okay, good. I can okay. I can deal with that one. All right. Yep. 
Any other questions? It helps questions? me. Nope. <laughs> That's funny. I would say my initial uh, reaction to that question, though, is one of pondering, I suppose, because I just think, well, is our God not both merciful and just? Like he is the most just being of anyone and he is also the most merciful. Um, so I think it's really difficult for me, at least right now, before we even dive into it much, to think about praying for one or the other or looking for one as better to pray for than the other um, because I want him to display his character and I want him to be who he is. And I don't think he's wavering in that, you know. Can, can I throw a curveball? Please. Have you ever considered the, the thought of redemptive justice? Uh, yes. Because I think that's important as well. Because God's justice is meant to be redemptive. I would say so. But I, I would say in relation to that, you know, the whole point of Jesus coming, dying for us who basically deserve punishment through God's justice, him coming to pay that price for us was God's act of mercy toward us. Right. So we wouldn't have to pay for the things that we've done and be cast out from him. And so the redemptive justice would be God getting justice through Jesus' redemption, like his redeeming us from that. Right. So if we look at it from that perspective, then do we not... I mean, I guess, I don't know exactly where this person's coming from with their question. Are they praying for justice or mercy in a situation? Are they praying for justice or mercy for themselves, for a family member, um, for someone who's done them wrong? Like what's, I don't know what's going on there. Well, I but I actually, if you'd like to know okay. that, um, I think um, this person, they actually sent me this question in regard to something else. And it was because... Um, there was someone who was saying that God had said that he was going to pour out his justice on the United States um, and that we all need to be praying for God's justice to be poured out. And it is, and I replied with, actually, God has shown me the opposite of that. He's shown me that if we don't ask for his mercy, then justice will be poured out and it will be terrible for us because mm -hmm. all we deserve in this country is to be destroyed, basically. And so um, because of everything that has happened. And so the Lord has shown me quit asking for my justice and ask for my mercy in that. And so right. that's where this whole conversation started was in regards to praying for the United States of America. Gotcha. Um, because based on what you were saying before, I was going to say, if you're praying for yourself, if you're praying for others whom you know, I mean, do we not want to actually have the Father see them as covered in that blood, mm -hmm. right? Right. Because the justice has been done, right? Right. Um, but for the United States, I mean, I feel like this is a... This could get into a pretty deep conversation. Uh, you know what we, I mean? When we say the United States, are we talking about like the lost United States or everybody in the country that is saved and unsaved? Does that prayer cover both camps or just one or the other? That's a good question. I suppose I assumed it was covering both, which is why 
my response was the way for mercy. Although I would say even for Christians, we all need mercy as much as the the unsaved um, at this point, because we've been given justice through Jesus and mercy. Also, here's another little, I don't know, cog in the machine, I suppose. Should we not be praying for the Lord's will? Um, so I would also have to say, should we not first be seeking him um, and walking in that intimacy and in that communion with him so that we can discern and know what his will is so that we can continue the prayers for that? Because at least for me, and if you read the newsletter, you can tell this is just a journey I'm on, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> I just, so much of what he's shown me is like, he wants me to step into his will. You know what I mean? But it's all throughout scripture too, right? Pray anything in my name and it will be done for you, right? Um, so I just, honestly, I think that's my, I think this is probably more my cumulative answer is I believe we need to be seeking the Lord to know his will and then pray into that um, because we need to be partnering with him in whatever it is that he has. Yeah, well, you know, one of one of the things that um, I was telling this person is, you know, what the Lord has shown me is different than what the Lord has shown this other teacher. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that I think the other teacher isn't hearing from the Lord, right? Um, but we all have different roles and different mandates right. in our life, and so um, what He could speak to me about really asking for mercy can be different than someone else who's asking for justice because it could be two different situations we're praying into. And two different mantles and two different mandates, honestly, because you look at the Lord and how his relationships with each of us are so unique. Why would it be so strange for him to ask two different people to pray for two different things for this in the same situation? Because really he's asking, okay, you align with me in this and you align with me in this to have this big picture thing come to pass. I, are, we, are we functioning under, I'm going to use the word dichotomy, that judgment or excuse me, justice is bad and mercy is good? I would not say so at all. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. I'm just making sure because I think when you, if you're praying for justice and you're praying for it from the understanding that God's justice is meant to be redemptive, well, then it's as if there's due punishment coming so that the heart will be repentant, so that people will turn to God and know him anyway. So whether he, shows mercy or whether he shows justice, the purpose is all redemptive. Is it not? It is, but I guess I'm always reminded of the verse that says his kindness is what brings us to repentance. And so um, this is something that I, my practice personally is to always pray for mercy over people, um, that God would give them mercy, that his kindness would be poured out on them, that blessings would be poured out on these people who have done wrong to me. And the reason I do that is because I know his kindness is what brings us to repentance. And so if I'm going to pray for some sort of punishment because they've done wrong to me for them, um, I don't feel like that is the Father's heart. Right. And so... Um, Camille, yes, go ahead. <laughs> um, 
I kind of have like a question and a statement kind of all rolled into one. And it's, it's basically this, I feel that, um, without even praying about it or anything, but my feeling on it is that when the Lord comes back, that's when his justice is just, is it's judged. That's when it comes back right now. We can pray for justice in our own personal walks, I think, for certain situations. But for the United States, I feel like when he comes back, that's when he comes and he does that. So I feel like like you praying for mercy for people and for even the people that do things, you know, that are just so you can't even fathom some of the, the things that people do now. Right. Um, and you want justice but really we're not the ones that are supposed to give the justice worse. And we already know the end of the story. We know that the Lord's coming back and we know that he's going to be, um, see when I think of justice, I think of judge, I think of a punishment, right? Because of some, something that somebody did and sometimes what they even didn't do, but there's still a, a judgment for that. So, um, that's my take on it is that I think the Lord, when he comes back, that's the judgment. And right now it's, we need to be praying, like you said, Kim, for the Lord's will. And then, and then like you said, uh, Chris, for mercy, um, because that's really what we have. And he's, he's the, the judge and he's going to have the justice for whatever he sees fit. And we have to be aligned with his will and his thoughts and his heart and his spirit and his mind to be able to function in this world. Cause how else are we going to do that? Right. You know, I mean, there is right now, really, I don't even trust the justice justice system <laughs> at this point. So really I don't even, it doesn't even matter. Is there really going to be justice? I feel like the only justice that's going to come is from him. Yeah. Mm. Good word. <laughs> yes. You know, as you were talking, I was just thinking um, just about the definition of justice and you said you think of judgment, and I do too. But then also I'm thinking, well, what is the root word? It's just, and what is being just? It is being fair, right? And wow. so um, I think there's there's stigmas that we have a, we as a um, culture have kind of put on this word because it it is so closely related to judgment. But when we do look at the word, it also means fairness, right? And so let's look at that. And do we pray into fairness being doled out? You know what I mean? I think God's judgments being fair would be judging those guilty who are guilty and judging those not guilty who are not guilty. And we know as we are standing under Jesus' sacrifice, we're always mm -hmm. not guilty as Christians. But then the world who is not would be judged as guilty. Um, right. And that would be fair. But that worries me to pray that right now, just like what Camille was saying, mm -hmm. because, um, you know, there will be a time when Jesus comes and um, all of that will be doled out as fairness and it right. will be, right. but I just, I'm, I want everybody to get mercy right now right. so that they can come right. to him. But then you also know? look at, um, the justice system, for instance, like, are we praying for, um, God's justice or are we play, praying for justice to be released? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, so the justice system that is so hard to trust at this point 
you know, um, politics are running rampant. I mean, it's, we all know this is happening in the country. So what if, what if we're praying for justice to be released? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that things can come back into line and actually be fair and just in this country. You know what I mean? And it would require God's mercy for that to happen at this point. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think, I think it could be both at the same time. I think it really depends on how you're looking at it. What, what your perspective is. Mm -hmm. Um, Is it God's justice? Is it just justice to be released? I don't know. So the answer to the question is yes, justice. (laughs) I love it. Both. Yes, indeed. Okay, so shall we have the next question? Sure. Okay, by the way, Camille, do you have any questions yet? Not yet. Okay. <laughs> isn't there, isn't, I'm thinking. Okay, what, okay. what am I thinking of that the last line is, and mercy and justice for all? The Pledge of Allegiance? It is. The pledge so the Pledge of Allegiance is both mercy and justice. No, it says and justice for all. Just and justice for all? Uh, I'll have to go through. I feel like there's a phrase that says, "Let's put our hands on our hearts and let's say the pledge." Which stands: One nation under God, indivisible, with liberty, liberty, and justice, liberty and justice. Liberty. No, but not mercy. Mercy. Sorry. Freedom. Okay. All right. Next one. <laughs> next question. <laughs> okay, this one's totally different, which is also fun. <laughs> um, when music plays in heaven, do colors appear? I have no idea. Okay, same. I, I don't. I've not seen colors appearing uh, when music plays, but it would not be unrealistic for that to happen. It's true. I've seen fountains flowing as music is going. I've seen um, like movement and wispy things moving and dancing around as music is playing. I've not seen colors, but that doesn't mean it's not there. It's just not what I've seen. Well, and I think that that's kind of a big part is like (laughs) we've seen (laughs) very little part. You know, we see in part right now. And so we've only seen a very small portion of the heavenly realms, even though, you know, to some people it seems like we've seen a lot. But (laughs) in the grand scheme of things, we've seen very little of all of God's creation. And so um, it's not unrealistic to say that that could happen. Although I, I will say this from a physics standpoint, because (laughs) um, no, that's just the, okay, here's the reality that there still is certain frequencies. There are certain frequencies even in heaven Mm -hmm. um, that the Lord is releasing. And when he releases that, it changes things. When we release it, it changes Mm -hmm. things, right? But music is played, sound is at a much lower frequency than, um, than color, than light. Right. And so light is at a super high frequency com- in comparison. Therefore, uh, if by creating music, you wouldn't necessarily have such a higher frequency as well um, by playing that because sound and, and light are at such different frequencies. But... Of course, God can release everything at the same time if he chooses. And so anyway, I just want to put that out there. Right. I was going to say, just because we haven't seen it, let me just throw this one out there. If a tree falls in a forest and no one's there to hear it, does it make a sound? You know what I mean? I would say the same thing for this, just because no one has... If the three of us, the four of us who are on this podcast right now, if none of us can confirm it because we've seen it, doesn't mean it doesn't happen. 
no. truth. I'm just here to affirm. <laughs> Do you affirm? I affirm. Okay, great. <laughs> okay, here's the next question. Okay. Which is somewhat similar, but this person says that her seer daughter sees both realms all the time in her daily life, just as Adam and Eve must have. Do you see both realms all the time? You're looking at me. I am. I'm answering first, apparently. I do not see both realms all the time. It um, There are times that I do, and when I'm, well, let me just say what realms I'm talking about. I'm talking about heavenly realms and the earthly realm. Um, I have seen both at the same time, but it really, I must be focusing in both places. Um, but then there's also the spiritual realm on the earth. The kingdom of the right. earth. Right. I, that's what I kind of want to say, like, She's um, saying both realms as if there are two realms, but there are like many realms. And so that's kind of, right. I know people who see many realms all at the same time. Um, usually that's not me. I would say maybe I see three realms at the same time, but that's like here we're looking at, you know, the background here that's this brick, right? And so I'm looking at that and that's in the earth. And then I might see like an angel that is in the in the kingdom of the earth, the spirit mm -hmm. realm here. Mm -hmm. And then I might be focusing in the heavenly realms at the same time. And then I might, usually I'm only seeing one of the heavenly realms at a time. Um, that's me personally. There are times he takes me really quickly into different realms, right. but I don't usually see different realms at the same time in the heavenly realms. Other people are different than me. Right. I was going to say, I have... It doesn't happen all the time, right. but when I'm supposed to be in a couple different places at the same time, then yeah, I'll see different places and then still see here, obviously. Mm -hmm. It's the same for me. Like you said, I have to, well, maybe you said it, but I, I just have to focus. <laughs> yeah. It's not like I, you know, I'm not seeing half color, half black and white all right. the time. It's like, I have to focus and I'm like, oh, okay, there it is. But typically, no, not all the time. Yeah, right. same. I don't, yeah. um, I don't personally have my eyes opened all the time to any realm but the earth. I would say I'm pretty much always, except for maybe when I'm sleeping, um, looking in the realm of the earth, mm -hmm. but then the, even the kingdom of the earth, which I do see a lot of, yeah, I'm still do. not all the time. Right. And so, um, and then especially in the heavenly realms, I usually have to focus there. Right. So, and it's even the same sometimes with the king of the earth. When I'm seeing in that realm, I'll have people say, well, hey, do I have any angels around me? And mm -hmm. I'm like, well, let me focus. I, it's not like I'm seeing right now. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's just the reality of right. where I am in my walk. I don't always see all the time. Right. And so, yeah. What do you think the purpose of that question was? Are they, tr do you feel like maybe they're trying to get to that place? Like, I want to be so tuned in that I see both all the time. I think that maybe I think that perhaps they're saying, "Is this something that I could get to, or is this something that's just built in in how a person is?" Um, because she's saying her daughter, who is a seer, mm -hmm. sees that all the time, right. and so she's probably thinking she was born that way, you know, right. which maybe is maybe possible. she's just in tune with 
both at the same time. And that's very possible. Mm -hmm. But then you look at other people and just even how we're made up. Some people multitask very well and can pay attention to two or three things at a time and be efficient in those two or three things at a time. There are other people who can focus on one thing and one thing only. You know what I mean? And it's just how we're made up. And did the Lord not make us all this way? I was going to say, he, and, and most likely he made her that way. It, it's, it's likely that that happened to her versus her practicing into that. I think it's like that. Go ahead. The fact that she's young. And a lot of times when we're young, unless we're told otherwise, um, those things, she can stay that way. Unless someone mm-hmm. tells her you shouldn't do that or right. that you shouldn't walk in that realm. Because I think it was who John in the Bible that had one foot in and one foot out, mm-hmm. you know, so he kind of walked that way. So um, I hope for her that she's around this young one is around people that can help her grow and not, not tell her that not to be that way, right. but to guide her that, it's okay that she's not like Looney Tunes and that, you know what I mean? That can groom her into the right thing because I think it's beautiful. Um, you know, that a young person like that can do that. And I know that most people that have certain things like that stop using it to the degree that the Lord gave it to them because they're told not to, Mm -hmm. or they're geared away from that instead of growing it. If that makes sense. Yeah. I have some good news. Um, this person actually, I happen to know, is uh, older than you, Camille, who is the daughter. And so um, even though she's a daughter, she's um, grown. Daughter. Yeah. And so yeah. she has been apparently groomed into that and not stifled, which is oh, awesome. That's good. Well, and then that, yeah. I mean, that makes you wonder, like, um, are we, are more of us born like that? with this ability and then we have those doors closed and we're discouraged and we have things stifled and snuffed out. Um, and so we just shut those doors. So, and then don't even know that we need to open them again. I think think you're right on, on that. Yeah, I would agree. I think that's really common. Um, but I, I also do think that we can develop, um, we can practice these things. Mm -hmm. I mean, one of, my favorite books that formed a lot of my relationship with the Lord is the practice of the presence of God um, by brother Lawrence, kind of by brother Lawrence about brother Lawrence anyway. And um, that really is about focusing. It's about practicing, focusing on him. And I think that that's how I have grown so much in what I do experience is because I've just practiced for a really long, long time focusing in that mm-hmm. way. And so it's easier. Even I remember the, you know, when I first started engaging in heaven a couple of years ago, um, I don't know when it was, but anyway, uh, I remember just needing so hard to focus that I would make sure the lighting's right, put on the right music, make mm-hmm. sure I'm laying right and and then really try to tune in and it would take a little while. And now I'm driving down the road and just focus there and it's right. like no big deal at all. And right. so it really and that was because I pursued and I pursued and I pursued and I pursued right. and it, I practiced, you know, and that's what we've got to do in our faith. It's not about you have to do this in order to get to God. But right. for us to be mature, 
we have to grow into that and we do have to practice certain things mm-hmm. to actually, you know, hone those gifts, I guess. Yeah, I think it's what you're saying is important because it it always goes back to not falling into that trap of works right? or feeling less than like, well, she sees in both rooms all the time and I don't. So there must be something wrong with me like that. Hopefully that's not the mentality. And oftentimes that is, well, I don't, I don't do that like they do. And the, the comparison game and the works trap. And, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, I just think it's very important that it, it stems from a desire that you've had and you've, you know, you want to focus in that place. So then you do take measures to, to get there. But then as you do it more, it just becomes second nature. But yeah, it comes from a desire, not from a you're trying to achieve or attain something for status or so that you're not left out or whatever it is. Yeah, right. True. Well, and I would also say that, I mean, if it isn't coming naturally to you and you desire this, ask the Lord for it. And if he opens that for you, then it can become a spiritual discipline. You know what I mean? We've talked about for so long in the church, at least the American church, you know, um, about these different spiritual disciplines. Like you read your scripture so long a day and you spend so long in prayer and you, um, you do all these different things that really, um, a lot of them are so task oriented. Um, but, in this case, I would say this would be a true discipline to be desired, you know, um, being in tune with the place that is truly your home and then being in tune with the place where your feet are walking, you know, um, so that you have, you have the perspective from both places so you can walk that straight path that the Lord set before you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, it just reminds me. and. <clears throat> um, there's that scripture, that story where, is it uh, the angel that comes to Daniel and then essentially peels back the sky and shows the um, the kingdom of earth, I suppose, that's where the spiritual realm, where there are all the angels fighting, they're engaged in warfare, mm-hmm. right? So I, the reason I'm, co- I'm going back to that is because you can, it, I think it has to do, like you said, that's your real, your true home is in the heavenlies. And so when you're walking the earth and you see something or you hear something, you're in a situation or you're talking to a person or ministering, whatever you're doing, you have the ability as a, as a believer, as a spiritual being seated in the heavenlies to say, hold on, let me, let me check. Like, let's see what's really going on behind the scenes. And that's what, that's what the angel did for Daniel. He said, well, you prayed. And it's been 10 days or however many days it was. And he's like, but let me show you what, what's really going on. And then he gives him this image of this war that's happening. And the spiritual is like, I got held up because we're in spiritual battle. And so he's like, you, you know, it's, it's not as though um, you needed to pray more or do more. What I, you prayed and I was on the way. And so I think it's, it is, um, maybe you call it a tool. I, I don't know, but it's what the Lord has allowed us to be able to, to tap into so that we can get past the, the, the physical and get into the spiritual. Right. Right. Yeah. True that. All right. Well, how about we go to the next question? All right. This person says, um, things in the spirit realm often shape shift. They appear bigger than at home. Right. Now I assume that this person is saying home is heaven. Okay, kind of sounds like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me read it again. I think 
<laughs> Jason's like, let me see that. Things in the spirit realm often shape shift. They appear bigger here than at home, right? And so Kim and I have talked about this. Mm-hmm. Um, there are times when in different realms you look different. Right. Every being looks different mm-hmm. in different realms. Mm-hmm. And so you might see something um, like, for instance, I might look at Kim right here. She looks like she does on the video, um, except she's even more beautiful in person. So, uh, but mostly like she does in the video. True that. Um, kind. That's true. Um, so anyway, uh, but then I look at her in, say, the kingdom of heaven, that realm. Um, so I'm looking there and she looks different than that. And then we're in yet another realm, maybe um, the heaven of heavens, and you look even totally different than that. And so we have to understand that we all look different in different realms. Um, And I think that there's always a purpose, but we may not always know what the purpose is. Um, And I do know that there have been times where, well, like we were talking about, there is this angel who is assigned to our um, I would say, I don't know, this building or the source. I'm not mm-hmm. really sure. But anyway, um, this angel looks huge in the spirit realm here, like in the kingdom of the earth. Right. I mean, like stories high. Right. We're big. like, we're like in this three story building, huge brick. What is it? 40,000 square feet. It's a huge building that we're in. And when, we have seen him here. I mean, and we've done this individually, so we can both attest to it. But it is like, he is so big that this building is the size of a footstool for him. He's huge. Yeah. I mean, I'm on the second floor and I'm still looking at his leg. Right. And so anyway, he's huge. Right. But then we interact with him in the kingdom of God and, and he's like the same size as us. Right. And so it's it, funny. Yeah, because like, oh, well, that's cool. I guess maybe you're manifesting bigger there for the demon's sake or that. I don't know. I'm making this I up. Know. It's just like my assumptions of right. the why, but they look different. And even um, like here, he has like this Roman armor kind of look to him and there he doesn't. And anyway, right. just very different. Right. But then also this, I would say the same about some of the demonic that I've seen in both, <laughs> in both places, because in the courtroom, um, in the mobile court, when you call in the accusers, they're like pretty normal size. Mm-hmm. And then here I've seen demons manifest who are giant, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I've not seen them as big as Arias. I'll say that. Same. Um, but what? I can't hear you. I think you might be muted, Cleo. No? Oh, she is. Oh, <laughs> okay. okay. Sorry, I was having a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I my daughter, she's leaving, and I, did, I didn't want you to hear, so I was like <laughs> muting myself out. Oh, how oh, funny. Sorry. Okay. No, no problem. So anyway, um, I've seen them bigger here, and they're just kind of normal size there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's universal, you know? Well, one of the other things is that, um, you know, there's another realm that Jesus took me into one time in the heavenly realms. And we stood, Jesus and I were huge. We stood like on top of the atmosphere and we're so big that galaxies can fit in our hand, like that huge. And 
it, that's totally different, obviously, than in other realms. And I'd never experienced that before. Mm-hmm. And so there are times when when we will manifest differently. And I don't always know the purpose of the, you know, the difference, but that's just how it is, I guess. Right. I've wondered, I have no backing for this, but I've wondered sometimes if it has to do um, with your maturity in certain places or the authority that you've been given in certain places. Um, Because I would also, I'm going to just skip into a whole other topic a little bit. I've also been here on the earth and my spirit has expanded and gotten really big. You know what I mean? Um, Like, you know, we use the term, you rise up, rise up in your spirit, right? Um, I, I tend to be a seer. I'm not, I don't always see things. Um, but when that has happened, I have seen my spirit seriously get really big, like 10 times as wide and 10 times as high as I am in the natural, you know what I mean? But it's here on the earth. And so I think for different things, and when I'm rising up, it's because I'm standing in authority, right? Mm -hmm. And so I wonder, I'm just, I'm just pondering this. Don't, don't say that I'm preaching something that isn't right but I'm really I'm just kind of talking through this a little bit I wonder if some of that has to do with your authority in different places so in different realms you may be much bigger because you have more authority there like in when we see this angel that's so big that is kind of over this place here um, he also is on my mountain he stands right by my um, my chair and my throne right and um I'm not sure that he's smaller, but I, it could be that I'm bigger there. You know what I mean? Because I'm sitting, I'm in this place of my authority. And so I'm the same size as him, you know? Hmm. You know, I think that that's, I wasn't really thinking about how we expand our spirit, but that's something that for a long time I was doing that, but I didn't really understand (laughs) what I was doing. I just, felt led to release like more of my spirit in a place and it would bring people to a higher level of worship and more interaction with God and all of that. And I would never tell anybody I was doing it, but except for maybe Kim, because Kim knows about everything pretty much. But (laughs) anyway, I would just expand my spirit over a place and that was something and it would take care of the enemy and it would bring people into the presence. And, um, and then later I was, I remember someone saying, well, do you ever expand your spirit? I'm like, what are you talking about? And it was me. (laughs) It was me who said that to her. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe. Yes. I'll believe you. Anyway. (laughs) Um, I'm like, I don't know. And I, I remember starting to practice things where I would, like I had a friend who was struggling one night with um, severe pain. Mm -hmm. And so I decided, okay, if the Lord will allow me, I will expand my spirit to go be with her and to heal her from here, which for me, I usually lay hands on people and heal them in person. That's like, I don't know. I haven't always been great about doing that from afar. Um, But I remember doing that and her reaching out to me the next day saying, you wouldn't believe. I thank you for praying for me because this is what happened. I was like, oh, I was practicing expanding my spirit. And so, you know, these are things that we can grow 
in our spirit being, you know, right. and it can even be a temporary thing, but that's something that you're right. It's about authority and it's about us recognizing that because every time I would do that, it would be like I'm releasing Holy Spirit. You right. know, it's my spirit, but it's Holy Spirit too. Right. And Holy Spirit is inside of us. And right. so as we're releasing that, that's what we're supposed to be doing in the earth. You know, it says all of creation is is longing for the manifest sons of God to appear. And so that's what we're doing. We're manifesting. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Anyway. Can I ask something? Yes. yes. Uh, Kim, when you were talking about how you, um, and I think you might have a good point about like, well, the angels, like, because you're manifesting this bigger picture, right? Your spirit's mm-hmm. bigger. Mm-hmm. Have you seen, I started thinking about my encounters with the Lord, with Jesus, and I've never seen him, like, so huge. It's always like, I'm short, I'm only five foot. And so when I do see him, he is like, you know what I mean? Like, like a guy would be. Do you know right. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. a man. And... But when I'm experiencing different things with him, like he, we went on, we were standing on top of the world the other night, why I don't know yet, but um, the world was small and, but him and I were e- equivalent. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. like he was huge and I was like this little thing. So I'm like wondering if, if it is that like expansion and then another thing on top of that is one time I was in the courtrooms, like when I, the very first time I went Mm-hmm. And, um, and there was, the enemy was in there and I saw the enemy and he was really, really huge. And I was really, really little. Hmm. And, um, and then when I really, when we, when I, I don't even know how it happened, but when I saw myself, the way that the Lord saw me in that moment, I was wearing, I was like a superhero. Okay. Like I had like armor and I was, I couldn't believe that, that was myself. Right. I looked like myself, but I didn't look like myself. But then in that moment, I was really huge and he was really little. Yeah. So it kind of like put it in perspective, like in my human thing, I'm, I'm me. Right. But in my spiritual thing, I am not me, but me. Right. right. So maybe, so have you seen when you're, have your encounters with Jesus, are you, is there a size Difference or is it just things? I'm always the same size as him. Same. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it doesn't matter if I'm in a place where I'm bigger than everything else. He is like, he's the same as me. And same if I'm smaller, he's smaller than, I mean, he's the same size as me. He's smaller than everything else. It's like he, it's like he humbles himself to be relating to us. You know what I mean? He's like, I'm with you. We're in this together. You know, that's how I see it anyway. That's and we are in him too. Right. So we, we are in him. So we are supposed to be meshed with the spirit, with the mm-hmm. spirit. So that does make sense. So that's like really cool, I think. It is Thanks cool. for bringing that up. I'm writing that down right now. <laughs> Great. I also like what you said about um, about how you were really small and then the accusers were really big. And then you saw yourself through how God sees you. And then you were really big and they were really small. And I think that is such a lesson that we all need to learn is to look 
from his perspective, see ourselves as he sees us Mm -hmm. and accept that as truth. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because we can limit ourselves so much mm-hmm. by believing the lies of the enemy. They're saying, I'm bigger than you. I'm stronger than you. And you're going, oh no. Um, but then if we go to the Lord and he says, no, you're not. You're in me. I am in you. You are bigger than any of them. You know what I mean? And you look at it from that perspective and then your authority rises. You know what I mean? Just like with the size that that happened with you, like all of a sudden, oh, they are really small. They are under my feet. You know what I mean? Well, it changed my whole perspective from that point on. I mean, I, I, I would get a little startled, you know, if something happens, you know, and that, you know, like you're, you're walking, like I could be walking down a, say a, a target um, aisle and I can feel something, or I can see something on somebody and it gives you that feeling, that eerie kind of a feeling or whatnot, but I'm not afraid of it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that, that changed my whole perspective of, is like, he's just like a little gnat. He's not, <laughs> yeah. you know, what it reminds me of is the Wizard of Oz, you know, uh-huh. when the, the big Wizard of Oz and he's like this big scary thing and all of a sudden this little dog comes by and pulls a curtain back and there's just like this little bitty guy that is not really Put, significant. on a facade. Right. Yes. So that's what it kind of reminds me of. So after that, after the Lord showed me that, it really changed my perspective on the enemy, but it also increased my faith. Mm. And you're right. It made me, uh, it it increased my authority. I didn't know that that's the terminology at that time, but as I'm growing with listening to your sister's, um, stuff and taking her classes, I'm growing in leaps and bounds. So it makes sense to me, you know, and I think if people can realize that he is just a gnat and even smaller than a gnat, and he is under our feet. It does. It is life changing for. It was life changing for me. Yeah. So scripture says that Satan um, prowls around like a roaring lion. It doesn't say that he is a roaring lion. And so it's just a facade. He can only imitate. He's only good to imitate. He said, "I I will be like the Most High. I will ascend above him." So there's only imitation. He. He really can only imitate authority. He doesn't truly have any. And so we just need to remember that for sure so that we don't get, like you said, caught in those lies. It's true. And there's no reason for us to give him any authority. You know what I mean? Because if we allow him to have it, he'll take everything we give him. You know what I mean? But when you walk by and you have that airy feeling and you're like, I'm not afraid of you. You know what I mean? You're nothing. Then he has nothing to work off of. Mm-hmm. What's that other scripture that says he, he, he will appear as an angel of light, mm-hmm. right? Again, that's imitation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to throw a little tiny curveball in from what we were saying before about mm-hmm. Jesus being the same side of us. I experienced the same thing, but one of the things that I always experience, I would say outside of one part is that, um, Yahweh, Father God, is always huge. Yep. Massive. And I've not seen him, okay, only in the dark cloud where um, the person of the Father is, that is where I'm more his size, <laughs> you know, <laughs> where basically like we are kind of like what you were describing, Camille, um, because I'm short too, all right? So anyway, um, kind of like 
a real man-woman kind of size where I was laying on his chest like in at the same sort of size. Mm-hmm. Every other time, though, outside of that, in the throne room, in the courts, um, uh, Mount Zion, my goodness, he's ginormous. And I so, usually get an ankle and that's about it. I'm like, <laughs> oh, there are the feet of the Lord. I'll just worship here. <laughs> yeah, so I think um, there's something to be said about him being the supreme ruler. And uh, I, I do believe that He's meant to be glorified, and that's why, especially when he raises up on the mountain of the Lord, on Mount Zion, it's just awe-inspiring. Everyone is just so blown away by his amazing glory and how huge he is and how beyond anything we've ever experienced. You know, all of heaven is like that. I mean, Mm -hmm. all of heaven is so enamored, you know, and just bows and worship and it's beautiful, you know, but he is huge. And so anyway, I just want to put that out there that yes, Jesus does that. He's humbled himself. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's also humbled himself as, you know, son. Right. And, but father is always really big pretty much. Right. But yeah, he's always been father small. It's always been huge like that. I've never been in his presence. I, first off, mm-hmm. I've never seen him. I've been fully aware that he's there mm-hmm. and I've seen the glow and all of that, but I've never, but it's always huge. It's like beyond right. my comprehension, huge. Mm-hmm. But then you look at authority again. Is there anyone who has authority bigger than him? No. You know? Mm-hmm. And so if, if we're still flowing in, in this stream that we've kind of started going down and we look at this from an authority perspective, he is always going to be bigger than us. He should always be bigger than us. There should not be a time that we see the father as smaller than us. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't want him. I don't want to be bigger than him. Exactly. <laughs> yes, I, exactly. I want, you know what I mean? I'm perfectly fine with that. You know? Yes. We'll let Satan have those aspirations. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's kind of funny when people say, well, when I get to heaven, I've got some questions for God. It's just like, you're going to fall on your face. Like we fully, <laughs> we fully manifest We for eons, millennia, we will worship and worship and worship. You, you won't even think about your questions anymore. I've got some questions for God. Okay. I'm like, why wait? Why don't you just ask him now? Yeah, right. yeah. I know. I know. That's, That's what I'm thinking. I don't thinking. believe he's yeah. accessible. Yeah. You know, I, I think this is kind of funny, but I don't often or maybe ever ask the father questions about the why behind things or anything, but I do interact with Jesus that Mm -hmm. way. And it's interesting, the different relational dynamics that we have with Holy Spirit, Jesus and the father. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really interesting, the different dynamics that we have. And, and I know that Jesus has taught me so many different things and it's like open to ask questions. Right. And with the father, you're right. You like, you don't think of those things. You, all you do is like, whoa, you're amazing. You know, <laughs> really it's, there's no sort of, so God, why the heck have you done this? You right. never question. I see father. I mean. I'm just like, yep. You, you're high and lifted up. You know, you just start singing holy, holy, holy. <laughs> but with Jesus, you're just like, all right, Lord. And yeah, I, um, I think that, I think it's interesting. I was thinking about how 
at one point I heard somebody ask the question, would you ever worship the Holy Spirit? And I'm just like, I don't know that I've ever felt led to worship the Holy Spirit. And they were like, well, the Trinity teaches that they're all one and the same. And then I'm like, but they have different functions. So how can you say, Holy Spirit, I worship you or say, Holy Spirit, thank you for dying on the cross. Like that stuff doesn't make sense. And I think it kind of, it kind of picks at the whole Trinity theology and not that we have to open that can of worms, but yeah, we do interact very, very differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think for sure. Like, uh, I feel, I guess I feel more of a partnership with Holy Spirit and Although, uh, obviously, Holy Spirit helps me more than I help Holy Spirit. So that maybe that's not a true partnership. But um, there is some sort of always there to comfort and lead and guide. Um, what is this sound? It's really bothering me. Anyway. It's just interference. Don't worry about it. Okay, sorry. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm, I'm all the time interacting with Holy Spirit in that way. And I feel like He is there to help me in the ministry in the earth. And, you know, Jesus said he would send his helper to us. Right. And so that's how I feel he is. It's like helps pushes through the door and step into faith. And, mm-hmm. you know, really. He helps us change the atmosphere. Like you're, you're expanding your spirit and he's helping to change right. the atmosphere. And he's helping to have the work of the Lord done, um, even though he is still part of the Godhead. Yeah, I think. Because he can represent. That's the thing is he can represent. Right. Go ahead. I I also think, you know, Jesus said he would send his spirit to be with us. And a lot of people talk about interacting with Holy Spirit in the heavenly realms. And that has never been my experience. I always interact with Jesus or the Father and Holy Spirit I interact with here. And so I don't, I'm not saying that they're wrong. I just... I personally haven't had that confirmation because it makes sense theologically to me when Jesus has said he's, he would send his spirit to us that yeah. it's basically Jesus on earth with us as Jesus is our husband in mm-hmm. the heavenly realms and we can interact with him. He's our rabbi. He's our, our husband, you know, all of that in the heavenly realms. Holy Spirit here is our helper, our comforter, our leader, our guider, right. you know, guider. I don't know. Anyway, guide. <laughs> <laughs> English, Chris. Anyway, um, I think that that's my experience with, with those two in different realms. And so that's just, I don't know. Yeah, I would agree. My, any kind of revelation, comfort, wisdom, anything that I, that I get on earth typically happens through the Holy Spirit in me. When I'm connected, I'm focused. He's speaking to me, mm-hmm. showing me these things. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I just had this crazy revelation. The Holy Spirit revealed to me. And then there's when you're in the heavenlies and you're talking to Jesus and, and then Jesus will say something to you. Well, you're, you're interacting with Jesus. It's not the Holy Spirit revealing to you. It's you and Christ in the heavenlies. And then again, it's like, I will, the father will speak things to me that the Holy Spirit will never say, you know, or doesn't say or didn't say. It's just a different situation. Like if, if uh, father, he says, I've missed you. 
you know, I, I know that's my father in heaven saying that to me. I, it's not like I say, oh, I heard the Holy Spirit say he missed me. It's just different. It's way different. Mm-hmm. Different interaction. Mm-hmm. Right. Agreed. Interesting. Mm-hmm. The persons of the Trinity. <laughs> right. Very strange. Well, anyway, we have just a few more minutes. Camille, any questions? Are you done with your questions? Because I do have a couple. Yes, yes please ask. ask. Just us here. I, I feel like I can, you know, focus in more about us. Um, question that I have is about the, what does it mean to sit on the bench with you two? Like, or can you have more than two people on a bench or three people on a bench? I mean, what, I, I'm not familiar with that. So... I would love to speak to that. I'm like the kingdom, <laughs> the kingdom order girl, girl. Yeah, that's a good word. Anyway, so um, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. I mean, according to what at least I've been shown in the heavenly realms, and I would say most of us have, um, there is a bench of three, but there's also a bench of seven, and so you know that's how there can be more than three on a bench. I would not say there's a bench of four. Um, but there could be a bench of seven that is not completed that would somehow be a bench of four, I guess. Um, but basically, um, a bench of three would be um, someone who governs over a blueprint of some sort. And when I say governs over, maybe better to say governs under <laughs> a blueprint, um, upholds the blueprint. Mm-hmm. Um but you can have a bench of three that's upholding a blueprint on any mountain of influence. So for instance, when we look at the source blueprint, what God has downloaded to the source, basically, mm-hmm. of here's what I want you to do. Right. Um, we, uh, actually us three right here, are um, on a bench of three that are governing this blueprint at the source right now. But we also have different mountains of influence. So God's saying, here is a ministry that you need to focus on. And one of them is the healing mountain, right? Um, We've talked about this, Camille. And so um, this healing mountain will be one that has a bench of three for the healing mountain um, and will govern the healing mountain blueprint, if you will, that section of the blueprint or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But the bench of seven will be made up of every single one of the mountains of influence. And so there are always seven mountains of influence. Um, so like for the source, there are seven mountains of influence and then seven mountains under the healing mountain and then seven mountains under the physical healing mountain. And you know what right. I'm saying? It can go on and on and on. And are they always the same? Like, are they always the same? Like if there's seven mountains under the healing, are the mountains... I don't even know if that question makes sense. Are they the same mountains under each, you know, like you have seven mountains, so they're all different. So the seven mountains for the healing mountain might be different than your family mountain. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So, so the seven mountains there are completely different than this, than this mountain. So the mountains are completely different. Yes. Okay. They could okay. be the same for different places, um, but so many will be different. You know what I mean? And there's going to be overlap. Yes. Um, this is what's cool about God and his blueprints and the plans that he gives to us for different ministries and different walks and stuff is that there's always something that overlaps with something else, like someone else's blueprint. You know what I mean? And I think that is the 
the purpose of that is so that we can be connected as the body. You know what I mean? We have these things that do connect us mm-hmm. um, to all the rest of the body. And there can be, even on the same blueprint, things that overlap as well. Mm-hmm. So for instance, um, let's say, like I know on the inner healing mountain, that part of their blueprint is training. Like that's part of, that's one of their mountains on the inner healing mountain is training. But we have a mountain that is specifically mentoring and training. Right. And so they would be plugging in to that other mountain mm-hmm. to be able to outwork their ministry. And so it's all meant to interact in a way. Right. Um, it doesn't mean that it's all the same, but it's meant to interact and flow together. And it is, uh, as I just saw in the heavenly realms for the first time, it's all ever living and flowing. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that's kind of encouraging to me because it isn't a, well, this is how it is and this is how it's going to be. And this is, right. um, this is what it must stay. It is really God saying, here's how it works together in this way and how it will be changing and flowing and moving. And that's mm-hmm. encouraging, I guess, to me, um, maybe because of, of how I'm wired. But <laughs> I, I just want to take a quick moment and, and just tie back the, the benching to um, the term ecclesia or ecclesia, however you say it. And, and really that term, it meant called out and called into called out from and called into, but also meant a governing body. Mm-hmm. And so when Jesus was saying, I'm going to build my, my ecclesia, he was essentially saying, you know, you think, you think the rulers of, of the, these times, ancient times now, you think the rulers of those times sat in the, uh, the Agora, whatever it is, um, it was the, um, the ruling council mm-hmm. in Rome. And he's saying, but I'm going to build my kingdom. I'm going to build my ecclesia. I'm going to, I'm going to rise up my rulers, my governors, my people of authority. And we're, we're going to make the decisions as to how my kingdom outworks on this earth. And uh, it really was a, it was, it was as though he was contesting the rulers of the time, but obviously it's no contest, right? So now as people step into benching, Really, you're stepping into governing and ruling, and it's not like you're saying, well, I'm going to be the one that makes all the decisions on how this goes. Benching is saying, okay, Lord, what, you know, show us exactly mm-hmm. how you want your kingdom worked out into this earth. Yes. And really, it's, yeah, it's finally saying, okay, God, we're going to do it your way, and right. then committing to um, relationship with others to engage and ask the Father, and then... Um, and then working that out, however the Lord says to do it. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's about right. So, did that answer your question, Camille? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you have another question? I know you had something else. You know, I can't even remember what it was. I know we talked about it earlier today. I didn't know, and I didn't. Um, <laughs> maybe you can email it, and then we'll uh, maybe yeah. can answer it in the newsletter. Yeah. So, are we like you? You guys only do this for like an hour is that the well that's the plan it is 804 though so we need to wrap up <laughs> anyway um we are really thankful for you joining us tonight camille Yay. yes thank you first guest ever well, so thankful for you all three of you thank hey, you thanks thanks well we love you all out in our listening world and that's we true. want you to know that um we are here to serve the kingdom of god um we are here to serve Yahweh through Jesus and Holy Spirit and we are here to serve you and so any way that we can help 
please let us know. You can always contact us. I would say the best way to contact us is uh, through Kim's email, K-I-M-B at the source Wichita.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you have any questions that you want heard on this podcast, this is a great way to get your questions answered too. This is so true. So we do this once a month. Um, and we have kind of a subscription program. If you are um, sewing, if you're sewing into our ministry, we want to sew back into you. And so depending on how much you um, donate per month, you may be able to be on a podcast like this and be live like Camille is. So completely be in the podcast with us um, that will then publish out so anyone can listen to it. But if you have questions, send them in. If you want to sew in to the ministry and then be on the podcast, please do that. We would love to have your questions live. Um, but that's... Yep. More information at Kingdom Builders at, or excuse me, kingdombuilders.thesourcewichita.com. Right on. I guess. Well, thanks, guys. Yes, thank you. Thanks, Camille. Thanks, Camille. I really enjoyed it. God bless you. We'll bye, see bye, you later. bye, guys. Bye. bye.